This is Carl Zinsmeister with Sweet Charity, a series of stories about how private giving solves public problems, adapted from the Philanthropy Roundtable's Almanac of American Philanthropy, which is now available in a new compact edition. In the course of traveling the U.S. and taking questions from audiences about my philanthropy almanacs, I've collected 10 common criticisms of charitable action. I thought it might be useful for me to spell those out and offer some reflections on each. So this week, I'll discuss and respond to three common complaints. I'll lay out the rest of the criticisms in my next two podcasts. Let's start with the idea that the poor are the only proper focus of charity and too much philanthropic aid goes to other causes. One problem with that line of argument is that it implies donors can't fund things like universities and parks or the arts at the same time they are helping the poor. The truth is, today's philanthropists are doing more for the neediest than ever before. Did you know that people in low-income countries now get more assistance from U.S. donors than from the U.S. government? Yup, in the latest year, it was $44 billion of private donations versus $33 billion of official overseas aid. But here's a more fundamental problem. Who says the poor don't need parks? Who thinks the poor don't get lifted up as much as anyone by beautiful art? Who claims the poor don't benefit from strong universities? Yes, it's true. Places like MIT and Johns Hopkins are wealthy institutions. But private gifts to them ultimately result in things like new vaccines and inexpensive cell phones that are valuable to all people, especially the poor. There was a period of years when the John Hartford Foundation mostly wrote checks to powerful hospitals and high-income doctors. Bad idea, right? Well, no, because the result of those investments was kidney transplants and dialysis machines that lifted a death sentence for individuals who experienced kidney failure. Hundreds of thousands of people, poor, rich, and in between. It's short-sighted and often inhumane to suggest that donating to causes other than poverty reduction is somehow misguided, even immoral. Is it really wrong for donors to build an expensive telescope that scientists use to decode the universe? Was it decadent to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars restoring the summer cottage where Abraham Lincoln drafted the Emancipation Proclamation? Is it a mistake to pour resources into saving animals and landscapes? Part of what makes philanthropy powerful and beautiful is its riotous variety. Rather than telling donors where they must send their gifts, Letting them follow their own passions has proven to be highly effective at inspiring powerful generosity and big results. A second favorite criticism holds that charity is an antique artifact, no longer relevant in a modern welfare state. The people making this argument view private giving and local problem solving as vestiges of simpler times, which can now be dispensed with. The public, however, disagrees. When the Almanac of American Philanthropy asked a nationally representative sample of likely voters which institution would be their first choice for solving a social problem in America, 47% chose philanthropy as the best mechanism, compared to 32% who preferred a government program. In another survey question, we queried, when it comes to addressing the most pressing issues of our day, which social sector do you trust most? 
entrepreneurial companies, nonprofit charities, or government agencies. Fully 43% of Americans pick charities as the most trustworthy problem solvers, versus 28% who trusted entrepreneurial companies the most, and just 14% who selected government agencies. What the public has noticed is that philanthropy solves problems in different ways than government programs. Private giving tends to be far more inventive and experimental, quicker, nimbler, and more efficient. Philanthropic solutions are more varied, more personalized, and more interested in transforming instead of just treating. Which leads us to a third common criticism, which is this. Charitable donations are just a drop in the bucket and not big enough to fix serious issues. The truth is, America's nonprofit sector now totals 11% of our workforce and 6% of GDP. That makes it much bigger than the fabled military-industrial complex. Every single year, we give away $410 billion in cash and donate that much more in the value of our volunteered time. When you next hear someone say that our charitable efforts are too small to make a difference, remind them that the Gates Foundation alone, which is just a tiny sliver of our entire philanthropic apparatus, now distributes more overseas assistance than the entire Italian government. It is estimated that just in its first two decades, the Gates Foundation's overseas vaccine program, which of course is only one element of their total giving, saved the lives of 8 million preschool children. Is that a drop in the bucket? The fact that most philanthropy takes place out of the public eye, in small doses, often in private or even anonymous ways, makes it easy to overlook its size and power. But getting seduced by the giantism of bureaucratic programs and thinking that less centralized giving is trivial in comparison is an egregious mistake. Small actions can and do gather together into mighty rivers of cumulative effort. I will continue on this topic for two more podcasts. In my next installment, we'll start with the criticism that philanthropic efforts are too homemade and unprofessional to solve serious modern problems. For Sweet Charity, this has been Carl Zinsmeister. And for more tales from the Almanac of American Philanthropy, which is now available in an updated compact edition, find the book at Amazon. Amazon.